Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Burned Ambition. I am so happy to see you guys again. This week is a special treat. I know I always say that, but it is a special treat to talk to burn survivors or trauma survivors at any rate. Um, um, this week's guest is Grace Athena Flott. And she is a wonderful artist and you're going to see it. If you, you know, look down at Grace Athena Art, if you check her out on Instagram, you're gonna be so, I mean, you're gonna be like, yeah, real artist. I mean, like real artist. I thought I was an artist. No, this is a real artist. And she is working on a burn survivor art project. And she is also a burn survivor. So it's just an amazing, amazing thing that she's doing to raise burn awareness. And I'm going to bring her on screen. First, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or um, listening, remember to subscribe, like, comment, share. Let the message reach as many people as possible because those are going to be the people that, that need to hear it. So, Grace is going about to come on screen with me, and I'm so excited. Hello, Grace. How are you? Hi. I'm so good. Thanks for having me. I am so thankful that you came on with me today. I know you're. I know you're super busy. Um, you know, Grace, guys, has. I mean, she's painting a lot of amazing paintings. I mean, I just can't wait for you to see. I wish you could walk around and show us them. Um, but tell us about yourself. And and guys, look at her Instagram, Grace Athena Art. Follow, because we're going to be doing, there's going to be a Burn Survivor Art Project. I want you to follow that, because we're going to tell you more about that later. But follow her page to keep up. Um, it's going to be amazing. So. Thank you. Oh, Tanya, you're so wonderful. Oh, I'm so grateful that we have come into contact, and it's just incredible. Um, <laughs> Jeanette yeah. Johnson did this. Jeanette, I was just talking to her last night. She's amazing. She's yeah. the one that followed Grace. And, uh, she's so wonderful. And she put us into uh, contact and she's also gotten involved with the art project. So yeah, I'm excited to share about that. Jeanette, so, be painted also? Or I want Jeanette to be painted. She, yep, we're going to get a painting going. She just did some prints of her scars. I haven't done mine. They're really cool. Someone named Burn Beauty might be getting painted too, y'all. So, basically, <laughs> art. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I'll, so, I'll just say um, I'm normally in Seattle, and right now I'm on an artist residency in Spokane, Washington at the Hive, which is a program of the public library. And um, I am a working artist. I teach, I do custom commissions and uh, make my own personal work. I'm working on an art project uh, that doesn't have a name yet. So maybe we can brainstorm that, but it's a burn survivor portrait series. It's collaborative. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a burn survivor. I was burned in 2011, in April 2011. Okay. And um, I can share this story because um, I've talked about it so much at this point. It's over 10 years ago, which is really wild to think about. Isn't it? When you think yeah. about it. 
2011. Yeah, so I was 20 when I was burned. And I was a student, so I was in college, and I was on a study abroad program, which was amazing. You know, it's like a opportunity of a lifetime living, yep, in uh, France. So I was studying, part of my college uh, years was studying the language. um, And I went over there and I lived there for a year. And towards the end of the program in April, um, I was with a group of uh, friends, other students, and we had gone out and then went back to one of our friend's apartments in the city and everyone was getting ready to leave. It was about one in the morning. And over there, you just take the train and it's really easy. So I had done it plenty of times before. And as we were getting ready to leave, um, that's when we found out later um, an arsonist had actually lit the building on fire. So what we experienced um, was pretty nuts. I mean, every person has a crazy story. Um, But still, when I think about this, it's like, it feels like a different reality. You know, it doesn't really feel like it happened to me, even though I remember the whole thing. So... I remember um, hearing an explosion and that turned out to be a gas um, pipe exploding. So we hear an explosion and the group of friends, we were on the fourth floor of this building. So I remember walking up the stairs to get there, uh, but had never been to this apartment. It was like the first time. And I hear this explosion and I'm just like, okay, I actually don't really know where I am, you know, first time at this apartment. And then someone gets up from the couch to go check the hallway, right? So the hallway in the building and they open the door and all of a sudden smoke is like rushing into this little apartment. We, it was, you know, a nice weather out. So we had this window open in the living room. And so there was a backdraft of air, right? That sucked all the smoke in from the hallway, probably faster than it would have. Um, So it was pretty instantaneous. The entire room um, filled with smoke. And, you know, it's, uh, I still can remember um, just the feeling of your lungs are Uh, uh, jagged, like trying to breathe. And really it was probably less than two minutes before the whole place was, uh, it was, it was just an inferno and it was just from the, the heat of the smoke. So I didn't even ever see flames. So, Yeah, it's nuts. So all of my burns are actually from the heat of the smoke. I did not, even as uh, a burn survivor, and and I work towards awareness, and I talk to 
so many different people, I did not know that the smoke was actually hot enough to be. Yeah. I, I never, uh, never asked and never thought about that. And it's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, you would never think about it. I guess smoke is like these tiny particles that are just like on fire. They're like little bits of the building that are just burning, right? And they land on you and burn your skin. (laughs) So, you know, I went through what I think a lot of people go through, which is I basically thought I was going to die. I was like, oh, this is it. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It wasn't really a choice um, at that point to just, you're in a different survival mode. Right. So we are in this room and there's nine people. It's a little apartment and we have this one open window and people just start clamoring for the open window. Right. There's no fire escape. There was no smoke detector. We had no early warning. Um, it's an old building and these, you know, cities, especially in Europe are, they're older. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I found out later about just the lack of fire safety regulations Things are different at that time. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing, but you know, people start going to the window and for me, you know, so I see somebody put their leg out and this is on the fourth floor. Oh no, no. And you know, again, the whole, this whole experience is like a two minute time period. Right. So I see my friend, um, like fall out the window and what's going through my mind is I just need one more breath of air. Like at that point, I was like, this is the end. Um, And I just, in survival mode, um, go towards the window and yeah, just jump. So it wasn't even a conscious decision. It was like, I just need to have a few more breaths of air. Before I like, Yeah. And I passed out on the way down. And then I woke up behind the building which turned out to be this really weird courtyard that was not at the street level. It was actually one level below. Uh So I somehow, you know, survive this fall. (laughs) Well, it's good that, you know. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's not everyone did. You know, um, there were people who died in the apartment from smoke inhalation. That they didn't jump or would maybe... Or didn't have time to jump. You know, pass out because of smoke inhalation uh, before, and then you know, they, they could do anything else. So, yeah, I woke up um, on the ground and, of course, by this point... I had 45% burns and from the fall, I had broken my uh, spine. I had a compression fracture, my lower back and I'd broken my ankle. 
which is like lucky. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, definitely could have been a worse fracture, I guess, to your spine and a worse fracture to your leg. But yeah, it's very, it's still a very dire situation. You've got 45% burns in that in and of itself. It's a, it's a huge thing, you know, I mean, I um, think that when I decided, when I got to the point of stop, drop, and roll, I've got this thumb that doesn't work. I think when I fell, I broke this thumb and they didn't notice it. And it just healed back up and it's all like weird, right? And look at it, it's just, it doesn't do anything except that. And, uh, you know, it's, that, that was a broken thumb from just that. I mean, just a little tiny broken thumb. What did they do though? I mean, when you when you've got forty five percent burns and then you've got um, a broken back, yeah, I think they have to prioritize. You know, it's weird. Um, I don't know how those nurses triage something like that. It's just nuts to me. So, but I was in the courtyard for probably twenty minutes uh, waiting for the 911 um, MTs and, you know, it was the worst thing I've ever experienced. Um, I don't say this to a lot of people, but just I, the person that I thought of the most was my uh, younger sister. So just, I thought I, I cannot um, leave her here. She wasn't there with you. No, but yeah. immediately I just thought of my family like who I were can't. in the U.S., mm -hmm. you know, so right. far away. Like he's far away. Like you're in France, too. You're in France, and this is Yeah. And you're so home. I was thousands of miles away. I'm glad that you have something to think of like your younger sister because that type of um, motivation, you know, it does, it does keep us alive. You know, um, as I left my driveway and kissed my husband goodbye, cause I didn't know if it would be the last time, you know, but I just said, get the kids. I, I want the kids, I'll wait for them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like that love, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll wait for them. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere until until I see them. Of course, it didn't. It, it ended up being a different way, but I think it's wonderful that you had your sister to think about. So yeah. had you always been an artist? I mean, had you, obviously, you, you're, you've got the talent that you've always been an artist and you were there to do art. Or do you? Yeah, I wasn't studying art um, when I was in Paris, but I was going to a lot of museums because they're all free. I know. So I did something. I was like studying um, more humanities stuff, like uh, economics, like politics, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, my injury, I would say, is the thing that... Um, eventually put me on the path to become an artist. So I was pretty as a kid, 
but it took me so many years to recover, of course. Um, and then five or six years after the injury, uh, I, well, I would say I'm doing a lot of advocacy work through other organizations. Um, a friend of mine, I had two friends who were killed in the fire and one of them, their family and friends in the States uh, founded, uh, they created a foundation in her name, the Jasmine Jahanshai Fire Safety Foundation. So through working with them, I had been sharing my story a lot um, for education with students. So I've been doing that. Um, and then at a certain point, I started to realize that I kind of needed something more for myself, something to maybe express. Um, I mean, there's just so much, right, that goes into uh, not just that the injury is like one experience, but it's, it's like a lifetime, right? Like I always say like burn survivors are constantly changing and constantly evolving. Yes. I mean, you know, even in the years that you've been um, healing, I mean, things have changed so much, I imagine. <laughs> and going through COVID and all this stuff. So. And just, we do evolve. And I've been talking to people about that, that just to hang in there because the changes, that there's, I'm not sure there's any rhyme or reason to them, but the way that they continue happening, you just keep improving because looking at you, you're just like so beautiful sitting here. And, and that's what I want people to know. I, I hear so many times about burns and you know, I can't stand the way I look. And I was that way too. I'm not complaining about it. I didn't want to be seen. But the point is if you hang in there, the other side is here. You know, and then Absolutely. You, that brought out for you your whole new career, which is painting, right? That's you're a full time artist, which I is am. amazing. <laughs> and I want to show you some of her work, but I, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> next time. Uh, should have been more prepared. All right, listen, <laughs> I'm telling you, at Grace Athena Art right now. You well don't I mean don't channel, but look on your <laughs> look at it because you're gonna see these beautiful paintings of burn survivors that I think are so lovely. And please explain the thing about the prints that you mentioned with mm -hmm. Jeanette that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, what tell please tell the audience about that because yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a project that I have wanted to do since I went back to school for painting and drawing, which mm -hmm. is to create this portrait series of my community. So my recovery, um, I think, uh, is like rooted in connecting with other bird survivors. And yeah. I have this ability to, you know, draw and paint people so realistically. And like, I've realized that we are just not represented out there, right? We're sort of few and far between. And what we see is uh, a lot of characterizations or mischaracterizations 
which we've talked about with Freddy Krueger's, right, of of, uh, TV, monsters, villains, et cetera. (laughs) And we know that those things hurt, Mm -hmm. right? They they really hurt. And that's never something I thought about until Mm -hmm. I was injured. So I thought I'm in a position to um, start to make a new record of us, right? A new, uh, not a new history, but like I can change the future, right? Of our image. Right. So started working with folks um, where I live in Seattle to do portrait paintings And then I was on um, a panel with the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors where I talked about the project. And then I started to get folks like Jeanette reach out to me from out of town. And I was like, well, how do I work with people who are long distance? Right. And I don't know where I got this idea. Um, I don't know if I'd seen somebody else do scar prints way back sometime, but it just like, it clicked. And I tried it out for myself. And so here, I actually have them right here. So we can show a little bit. Um, (laughs) So these are super cool. I'm going to hold it up. Oh my gosh. And this is from my um, arms. So I had a mesh graft all over my arms. And beautiful mountain range. It looks like this. Well, I guess these. This is not a Rorschach test, but <laughs> they look like them, though. <laughs> beautiful mountain range. I've been to the French Alps and the Swiss Alps. That's what yeah. it looks like to me. Yeah, they're so interesting, and I uh, really simply like roll ink on my arms and then press paper right onto my arm and then just lift it off. And it's just a totally different way of seeing your skin. And then this is incorporated. Like say when I make my prints like this of my arms and I really want to do my chest because my chest um, really has a meaning to me when I, when I first started on a, a one platform and some videos to people were like, they didn't know me as Burn Beauty. You know, I'd only been on Facebook and Instagram and people were really harsh on this other platform and were like, are you a man or a woman? Because they thought my scars were hair. And, um, you know, I'm kind of over trolls, but I'm also human. And I've only had these for a few months, I mean, for a few years. So I thought, well, does it like hair on my chest? Because I always keep it open for a number of reasons. Um, Reason number one was that I was doing my hair and makeup and posting and people were not realizing that I was a burn survivor. If I covered up and you just saw my face, they would know something is off, but they would not know what right so i got into the habit of wearing a camisole or tank top top and also it's um the feeling of it i still have a little bit of 
like fabric and things kind of irritate me. I notice you're in a tank top too, and you've got your <laughs> your arms out. You know, it's like it feels better to me. But it, um, yeah, I think like, it's so important if you so think about that place that's the most meaningful. Right, and I think that's what we should all do. Everyone participating because. You know, I originally thought, oh, I'll do my arms when we talked, but now it's like, no, I had to fight through that and say, you know, number one, so what if I am? What if I was a man? Does that and so what if you were a woman with hair on your chest, right? It's like, we're in 2022 here. Get over yeah. it. <laughs> Things are true. So what? And once I got to that, it was okay. And I'm going to give them a big so what with the little print in my chest here in my painting. I'm excited about that. But tell yes. me, this is um, a healing process for you, though, too, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of folks think that, oh, this is a really wonderful project for the community. And I'm like, this is a selfish project for me. <laughs> um, it's both. It's both. Right. I know that I just need to make, you know, I'm an artist and I need to make the images that um, make the world a safer place for me. Yeah. So that's what it's about. I need, when I have the paintings of folks in my studio with other burn survivors, it's like, it's like my friends are there, you know, it's like my circle of protection. I get you. So it's, it's for me and yeah. It's my circle of protection. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess that's what it is because I love, I literally love every one of you. You know, I mean, everyone has something that feeds your soul if you pay attention to people, well, for kind people anyway, that aren't, you know, picking on you, you know, that aren't bullies. <laughs> but for most of humanity, if you talk to them and get to know them, they have something, they have something that will feed your soul somehow, some way. And I think your paintings do that for me. Um, I have, okay, guys, so before we get to the end, because we're not going to rush this part in, I have a, um, uh, you guys know I have a 501c3 charity, Burn Beauty, Inc., and I can raise money for um, my general um, budget, which I, which I don't need yet. I'm working on getting some grants. It's new. Um, or there's also an option to raise money for the Burn Survivor Project. Um, I'm going to make sure that it's there and working, but if you go to the link in my bio, you'll see, um, after this podcast, you'll see where you can make a donation. I mean, a few bucks here and there is, is a difference. It's, um, because Grace is taking this on kind of as um, a labor of love in a way. I think that the goal is to paint the burn survivors how many how many of us get painted so here's the dream i'd love to have a collection eventually of 20 to 30 paintings right now there's three so it's very beginning stages right. um we also record interviews kind of yeah. just like this right? right um 
with each person who wants to collaborate on a painting. And the newest element is the scar print thing. Right. So folks make prints um, if they're invited to make prints, if they're interested in that. And I am experimenting with a process to, like you said, incorporate these prints into um, the background of the painting, that beautiful abstract design, all right, that's on the skin to take that out of the body and just see what it looks like with this different kind of mark making. Um, So it's a multi-layered project. I hope one day that there'll be um, just like what you're doing uh, a, a larger like platform right. online where this is all accessible. I have a vision for a traveling exhibition. So where you might be in a room with all of the work. And I always see it in like a circular room where they're just all surrounding you like that circle of protection idea. Yeah. And you approach a painting and then you hear that person speak. And we talk about, yeah, what is it like to live with scars? It's not so much about the original injury, but like, you know, what is it like to be in this body, right? And you recorded your interview and it was so wonderful. And people have so much to say, you know? And it's like you said, everyone has a story. Uh, They're similar, they're different, and they're all so valid and so important. They're so valid. And... And, um, you know, I always say, you know, I started doing the podcast because telling your story will help you heal so much and it will help others heal so much. So it's, it's something, it's not something like I could, I, I can't, I cannot do, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm doing other things, but I think that this is equally important and i'm not going to stop until it's really really big yeah so i um, yeah we're on the same page i'm so thrilled yeah that you're interested in working on it and eventually all the paintings like my vision is that they'd be taken into a public collection so that everyone can access them and they're preserved i mean beyond me and yeah travel i wish they could travel like the um you know they have um whoever does the van gogh like the traveling van gogh and it's um an immersive experience and it's there's no actual paintings there in in this case but um you would have actual paintings whatever that whoever that group is because i know they did van gogh and they did monet but this would be an awesome immersive experience because of you know creating that circle and telling stories somehow and then have letting people free to walk up to a painting and then it starts yeah. to that their speech starts to tell you who that person is it's not just a person with scars what they do what they what they are what they stand for and so that's why I really want to help with the fundraising at, through charity. And you guys know I was um, an artist, not this kind of artist. I like this. No, I can <laughs> I can sketch and I can do really nice makeup, but I can't do what uh, Grace does. Um, 
I can't paint that way. This is a very special trained artist. It's, well, I certainly can't do my makeup like you do. <laughs> so one day we'll have to share some skills. <laughs> I will definitely trade off on that. <laughs> uh, if I could think that, I would just not stop painting all day. <laughs> I mean, just beautiful, beautiful paintings. And um, so I want to be a, I want to be a part of it. And I started this y'all, um, I guess a few months ago when. Um, I heard about what she was doing. I actually went to her and said, can I be part of it? Would you paint me? I, I mean, I have pictures, I'll tell my story, whatever. And I think that's the coolest thing. That oh my God. And I was like, oh, a celebrity, <laughs> <Earth survivor. laughs> right there. I see one. <laughs> I was like, what? I know, but, but it was really, really, really cool. I've never had that happen. The celebrity, I told you. That's the crazy So thing. popular. I've never had that happen. <laughs> I didn't know that could happen well, uh, while we were broadcasting. So let me just make that stop. But, um, <laughs> well, one thing that I wanted to just be really clear about with the project is the idea is to get it funded ahead of time. Right. So I can work on it and be kind of the project manager. But that all of the work that is produced uh, is not for commercial sale, like in a traditional gallery. Right. right. So it is really for community. And so that's why I'd love for it to be purchased by like a museum. And right. then for the majority of the sales, the proceeds from the sales to go to one of our burn survivor support organizations. So it feeds directly back into the community. Is there anything even similar to this, Grace, in in the in the world of art that you know of? Is there is there any yeah, I don't know. group? Uh, I've I've not seen one or heard of it. Like a group of burn survivors painted. I mean, I, I'm talking specifically about yeah burn survivors that um, I've seen a lot of um, photography. You know, so photo essays. I saw some really cool, and I wish I could remember the name of the photographer, but they were like tin types or something that made, it was like in black and white and uh, really cool portrait series, just a different way of kind of seeing folks, but nothing that's gone into like other media. Right. 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 Um, and paintings to me, it's, People look at my work and it's such a huge compliment when they say, oh, it looks just like a photograph. Yes. And I'm like, it's totally different. Um, it's about the experience. It's about actually building up the surface of the painting to actually show the texture, right? The beautiful texture, the sculptural quality of our skin. Yeah. Right? Actually put that into the work and the each one takes a good month to do if I'm working on it every day. So it's the time, That's you know, I listen to the person's story. We do the whole interview. Um, we talk about, you know, what do you want the composition to look like? Um, I hear from a lot of people that uh, they portrayed in nature or have a certain color um, that they want in the background, something that feels healing. And so it's this, 
it's a process that's more about building a relationship and a community. And it's become incredibly meaningful for me as well. So it's just about copying what somebody looks like, but actually, you know, finding a way to take their vision and their mood, the, the mood that they want to put out there, the energy that they want to put out there. Right. What message do you want to embed in this uh, work of art? And for me, it felt like forever when we did it. And I haven't started being painted yet, but we did my interview portion. And just when she said yes, I was like, so uh, (laughs) we'll do it immediately. I'm available. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was just like, I can't imagine. It, It is such an honor to me to be painted as a burn survivor amongst, you know, 20 or 30 or 19 or 29 (laughs) other burn survivors. And I think it's healing. I think it is as healing as telling your story. I think it would, it's that healing if you can make it mainstream. If when you go to the museum with your child or just yourself, and you see um, someone with burns without flinching or, you know, there's that. And, and I get the flinch. I'm not insulting anyone. I get it. But I think that if it were more mainstream, then that wouldn't happen. We would just really fit in and it wouldn't be where people are still confused by us. And I think that as burn survivors, we can like a lot of different ways. You know, I just get my chest and arms out so people would know that I was a burn survivor because of my makeup and wigs and everything that I do and the uh, lighting. And again, just the other day, a lady told me, it didn't bother me, but clearly I made a video and she made this comment clearly a lot of plastic surgery here right i was like (laughs) i mean (laughs) don't let it don't let it get you because i was just like what's it to you you know (laughs) yeah i was just like i was like you know i did have a lot of surgery to save my life after almost being burned to death and then after that it was pretty much done my followers to stay there alive. So I just let it go. I was just like, I'll just leave that comment there. Feed her to the dogs. <laughs> there you go. But well, and it's up to you, you know, to have those surgeries, even if they're not functional anymore, even if they're only cosmetic, so to speak, it's like that's your choice. And yes. Who can judge a person for wanting to um, control, right, how they look. And the fact that someone points that out, it just says that they have never had to face the um, staring, the discrimination, right? Like, we live in a society where there's only one kind of beauty. Right. So, you know, we're here um, taking back the reins. Like, we are reclaiming. We for ourselves, what beauty looks like with well, all I, those choices. I told the lady I've not had a 
day of plastic surgery and I have and I've had reconstructive surgery. I may have plastic surgery if I want to. And you know, just like anyone else. Yeah. But I, I really have um focused more on just um functional things, you know, and in order to close my mouth and um, and things like that is what has been done for me. Yeah, I mean, I had, my arm was fused to the side of my body. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like we've all had tons of surgeries. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's wild to even be alive. <laughs> so. Someone's like, look at that. Clearly a lot of plastic surgery there. It's like, my name is Fern Beauty 2018. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to put two and two together, sis, you know? So <laughs> what I want is to, the reason I keep putting myself out here, guys, and the reason Grace keeps putting herself out and keeps painting is to build that awareness to make it just we want to be part of the mainstream too. We just got burned. That's all. Some worse than others, but it just needs to be a part of the mainstream. I mean, we've managed to normalize things that, and when I say normalize, it's not that they were abnormal to begin with, but we've managed to get it into society. Like maybe if you saw someone with, um, an amputation, you, I, I think you would not stare, you would not be confused, you would not, I don't, I don't know, maybe, would you ask how it happened? I don't know, I hope not. <laughs> don't, don't, I mean, they'll tell you if they want to, but I, I hope that we can just get to a point where, you know, some people are tall, some people are small, some people are brown, some people are white. Some people are fine, some people yeah. are not. I think if we can get the paintings into museums, because people do still go to museums. I love to go to the High Museum in Atlanta. It's a great museum. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Well, and I think that when we actually start to see ourselves reflected in art and in media, it's like people will want to seek that stuff out. Um, I was not raised in. Um, an art family. I didn't go to a museum until I was like 15. Um, I was never around art. And so it's, yeah, I think we, when we see ourselves um, and can connect to um, a story or see ourselves out there, right? It's good for everybody. Doing things. I mean, I have a certain level of determination, sis, that I want to I want to model, I want a motivational speak, and I want to be a 49-year-old burned model. I'm going to rock that catwalk one of these days, y'all know. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. We should be represented everywhere, and I notice that that has become very inclusive now, um, but I haven't seen a burn survivor. Well... Even if we had a burn survivor, um, I mean, we do catchy right on Dancing with the Stars. We yeah. have a few folks right out here, but yeah. until we are everywhere, um, right, we, we have jobs. <laughs> we do right because uh, we should be on the runway. There's beautiful women. I saw. I mean, I saw the most beautiful woman. She was 
burned and she had her scars, but she was tall and she was statuesque and she was a runway model in Europe. And I don't know, I wonder if there's a different, I wonder if it's different in Europe than it is in America. I wonder if there's a different perception. I've never really yeah. that. But I don't know. I think it's so interesting too. I mean, part of the reason I love talking to you and everybody is just, we all have different experiences and we all have different things to teach um, people outside of the community. So yeah. like, I love having kind of conversations inside and then like the way that this is put out there for anybody to tap into. I mean, we're speaking to issues around just acceptance and celebration um, of all types of bodies, not just burns, all injuries, disabilities, disfigurements, whatever words you prefer, like that's what we're here for because uh, that liberation is our liberation. Yes, ma'am. That is well said. And, you know, as far as the paintings go, um, we are in it, survivors. That's our home. We, that's, that's why God is here. We are, uh, we're here to help everybody. But I'm a burn survivor, and that's going to be my home, just like, you know, if you, you know, cancer or whatever, that's going to be your home. It's going to be your base. But you're still going to reach out to others, and your message is still going to touch others. So what I most want to do is for um, everyone to know that I want really the first thing my um, not starts collecting money for is to be, uh, I've, I've collected a little bit for bags and you guys know that, but the first big running thing, or maybe you can put in five bucks here, or five bucks there, whatever. I mean, I know it's post pandemic and more is good, but just know that uh, anything is helpful when, when it's uh, done by a group of people. So, you know, we're survivors strong and, I definitely want representation. So um, I'm, I, I have the platform set up already to be able to collect money um, and for it to be a tax deductible uh, donation for you. So if you um, will go to my bio um, and I'll, you know, I'll actually put a link, look down and you'll see the link that you can go to to donate as well. Um, outside of my bio. But keep in mind, if you're thinking about it and you think, oh, I want to make a donation, you can always go there and look. And I don't want to keep saying this like I'm begging for money, but it's so important to me because I, I love art. I love helping others. And I don't know of anything else like this. I mean, I was moved enough that I wanted you know, that I contacted her and said, could you please paint me? I'm going to be painting that's amazing. Me with my burns all over. And, you know, and I'm not talking about it just like, and it's exciting to be painted, and it, you know, no matter, you know, what the situation is. But to be painted and in a museum as an example of survival and overcoming because you know I talk about that a lot and Grace is overcoming she's been able to overcome from what I see by again focusing on 
how what she's doing helps others. So there's that common thread again. She's using her talent to help us survivors. I just can't imagine. I'm, I'm so excited. I don't know what we're going to call it. You guys, oh, you guys should. That's a good question. Yeah, put it out to your followers. <laughs> you guys should send us names. This is a good way to get the comment. Remember to subscribe. If you're on YouTube, <laughs> I need you to subscribe so you know what happens. Subscribe, like, comment. What should we call a burn survivor art project? Keep it in mind, it's going to be people like me and um, tell me about some of the other people you have, just in a nutshell, or, I mean, like, I don't need their names. Yeah, they're all types of burns, um, and gosh, they're all amazing. Um, they all do different jobs. Uh, some of them are mothers, some are dog walkers, some are students, um, you know. There's just such a variety and yeah, everyone's just incredible and so ordinary as well. And that's what I'm trying to highlight is like, we are living our lives. Um, and I think, yeah, I would love for, you know, there to be a burn survivor, artists, musicians, poets, speakers, um, politicians, right? Like, I just think that what I know how to do best is paint and I know the power of images and the power of art and to be able to see ourselves reflected in that and to create the world that we want to see. Um, that's what I know how to do. So. And I think that we have to, you're, the way you're working towards helping us normalize how we look post burn is important to getting uh, our burned politicians and, and doctors probably find a lot of doctors and nurses but you know just everything in every walk of life and instead of we need to be well powerful. i think it I, yeah. yeah it's yeah. one of the biggest barriers is uh, is our image um because we all struggle most of us struggle with um, a huge physical change and that impacts our body image. I certainly yeah. felt at a time early yeah. on that I was looking at a corpse, right? I said, I am a corpse. I know what you um, and I had all the same stuff. Uh, no one's ever going to love me. Um, you know, I'm, my life is not worth worthy anymore. I am not worthy of being seen. Um, I'm going to have to cover my entire body for the rest of my life. How am I going to go swimming? All these things that I love to do. How am I going to be outside? Um, and being 20 when it happened at yeah. such a age when people are even more right self-conscious about how they look. And it's like all my friends are you're worried about, oh my gosh, I went on this date, so-and-so. And it's just kind of like that time when you're really putting yourself out there, you're self-actualizing, going, going, dancing, whatever, going out. And you didn't want to. I was just terrified. Um, and so, you know, my reaction to it was more um, anger, 
I was less about hiding and more um, kind of throwing it like really upfront in people's faces. <laughs> yeah, I, I get you. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I, I meet a lot of people and I, I see that as a, as a method of, as a defense mechanism. Totally. It's, uh, you, you, you can go one of two ways and I think it softens, but I have one question for you because I get this question a lot and I was 45 and married when I got burned, but you mentioned, how am I going to find somebody? Well, first of all, guys, if look at her now, so that's not a problem, right? I know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and the, she's glowing and she's beautiful and she's not going to have any trouble finding someone to love her. But early on, how did it go? I mean, just the, the, the God's honest truth of it. Was it hard? And then how did you overcome it? Yeah, gosh. Um, I, I think I was more worried about it than anybody else was. Honestly, I think for the most part, people didn't have as strong of a reaction as I thought they would. And part of that is probably because I'm not, I was burned on my face, but it was a superficial burn uh, and those healed. But I certainly dealt with a lot of comments. I think actually when you're going out for a drink, you know, and somebody tries to come up to you and you just get weird questions. You get weird. I had some guy who just would s said something really insensitive, like, oh, did your partner beat you up? Um, what's wrong with your skin? Um, I had, when I was in the hospital, uh, I shaved my head and took skin grafts from my scalp. And so for a long time, yeah, I had really short hair for... Um, a long time after the fire and that was an interesting thing where I would get staring and questions about my skin but then people would also call me sir and it was that crossover of like those two dynamics um, that I really struggled with and uh, you know what in the end though like what I realized is that having your heart on your sleeve, so to speak, and your trauma on your sleeve, it really weeds out the assholes. It does, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. And yeah. I don't have time for people who don't respect me. Um, yeah. And I welcome curiosity, genuine curiosity. Yeah. I don't have a problem with people who are really genuinely just, you know, I'm so curious, um, right. what's your story? So early on, um, I ended up meeting um, the guy who I'm actually getting married to next weekend. I didn't tell you this. <laughs> and <laughs> so we met. So we're podcasting. And <laughs> so I'm actually getting married next weekend. Oh, me. Yeah. So. Mr. Press, I got a lot. Oh, the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
here's the story. We met when I was 22. We've been together a long time. And so this is when I was really early in recovery. This is less than two years later. And I had just taken off my compression garments for the first time. And I was still in college and we met through a mutual friend and we were on a date and, uh, you know, he pretty much, you know, this is his move. He took my hand and he said, I think your burns are beautiful. And, you know, this is after I had told him everything that had happened Right. I told him the long version of the story and he sat there and listened to the whole thing. And it was the first time we had held hands or anything. And he picked it, picked up my hand. He said, I think your burns are beautiful. So. (laughs) He's the right man because my husband was very much the same way after so that was a really good answer to the question that I get so often uh, as to how am I going to find someone? How am I going to get married? She's getting married next weekend. How am I going to have kids? She'll have kids if kids. There's a lot of ways to have kids, okay? Regardless of what your injuries are, there's more than more than one way to skin a cat. So the, uh, oh, that's a Southern thing. <laughs> Sorry, skin a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm always gonna catch. Um, <laughs> My uh, Montana family says all that same thing. <laughs> it's all good. Sometimes. Oh my gosh. But we'll we'll wrap it up here with the main thing. I think that just ties in so well. And let me wrap my head around in a minute, and I'll give you the final word. But for me. Grace is working to do an art project that would really make us um, burn survivors mainstream. There's a section. There's a. There's a, maybe a traveling, um, you know, traveling art going from museum to museum, building awareness and building confidence in survivors that see it. That look at these ladies and gentlemen that posed for these paintings and here they are and that will build your confidence but no you know if you're looking for love it's coming and you know it your beauty's on the inside I keep telling you guys that you know I and I'm a makeup girl I'm a makeup and look my beauty's on the inside um my husband was very quick to tell me that I was beautiful after my burns, just like her fiance, uh, very soon to be husband, thought her scars were beautiful. If anyone tells you otherwise, they're not a nice person and you don't have to settle for that. That's what we're gonna take. That's my takeaway from this. And the other takeaway is we need a name for the Burn Survivor Art Project. And I literally want to see a thousand comments on here and uh, <laughs> with names so we can pick one. And you know what? I'll, I'll do a giveaway of a, I'll do a wig giveaway or something. Uh, I'll, uh, 
Tori might be a gentleman. Uh, I'll, I'll get a couple of things that you can choose from that um, as a giveaway, but you're you're going to have to do a couple of things to throw our leg race finish because we're right at an hour. You're going to have to um, follow me. If you're not following me, you're going to have to follow at Grace Athena Art, and you're going to have to comment a name for the art project. And we're serious. We don't have a name. Okay? We're serious. <laughs> we have art. Yeah. We do not have a name. And how, what, what, if you could say any, well, you can say anything to the people listening right now. What do you want them to know, Grace? Um, I want everyone to know that they are worthy of being seen. And I love them. And that they are loved. Yes. And I um, just encourage them to reach out to either one of us um, or the community that they might have wherever they are um, because we are certainly stronger together than we are on our own. And I know that you and I, Tanya, are just like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are stronger together for sure. And, um, yeah, when we get together, this kind of magic starts to happen, like these ideas are coming. So my third survivor friends and my non-third survivor friends, what do we need to do? Donate, like, share. I'll make a list, put down. <laughs> We're going to get this going because they are, there are youngsters that this is going to benefit to no end. And there are adults that this is going to benefit to no end. So if whatever you're going through right now, um, we're going to wrap it up right now. So whatever you're going through, look at us on the screen for a moment. We are survivors. You're going to be okay. The flesh heals. The mind, you have to show up and work on it every day. But it heals you. And whether you're in the hospital watching this or at home recovering, wherever you are, Whatever the situation, um, this too shall pass. And we love you very much. Bye-bye. Broadcast ended. Are you still there? Yes, I'm still here.